WrestleMania, I'm gonna kick your ass. I run this show and everybody works for me because I am WrestleMania. Today I signed a deal. I just became the new owner of Ring of Honor. And you know what that means. Welcome to episode 364 of the Capamo Show. This King with El Jefe. Um, I, I I think it's pretty obvious what we're going to talk about first. Oh yeah, I mean, <laughs> uh, if the elephant is not in uh, gigantic enough for this room, if you know, let's just throw the elephant right at you. Um, Ring of Honor is all elite. I know it sounds corny, but it's cool. Um. It, it, you know what? It, it is cool. I don't care if people say it's corny. Hell, I I think I I uh, messaged you guys and and fucking yelled, "Ring of Honor lives." Yes, because it, it, it it's a big fucking deal. You know what I mean? Like uh, people don't realize how big of a deal Ring of Honor is. When when Punk dropped the Ring of Honor name when he did the pipe bomb, people started fucking Google searches like a some bitch. But fucking Ring of Honor was a big deal before that. You know, they had Brian Danielson. They had Samoa Joe. They were putting on bangers in America that were outside of the E. Yeah. It was like, what's going on over here? It It lives now, baby. It's produced pretty much half of WWE's roster. I'm really, I mean, we were talking about it in the TSK last night, and we literally were, like, going down a list. And at some point or another, almost everybody there had worked for Ring of Honor. Yeah. And it's like the number is astounding. But it's the fucking truth because it was a big time indie promotion, whether people want to believe it or not. Seth Rollins, a.k.a. Tyler Black, made his name there. You had freaking Sami Zayn make his name there when he was El Generico. Kevin Steen, Kevin Owens, uh, you know, AJ Styles had a run there. There, uh, fuck, there's, I'm trying to think of some other giant name Ring of Honor dudes. Well, I mean, they're all AEW now, but still. <laughs> it, it was the king of the indies. Like, it, it was indie. It really but it was. it was doing weekly shows, and it was doing pay-per-views, and it had TV deals. It was the indie to be at. Um, so Plus, when, maybe like PWG. Yeah. So when, when they announced uh, a few weeks ago that they were coming back in April, 
um, a lot sooner than we expected. Mm-hmm. I think maybe we should have realized, well, I think we did know, kind of know then, that there was going to be a new owner. But, like, did anybody, like, connect the dot that it could be Tony Khan? Or uh, People were saying Cody Rhodes, but I think that was just, like, jokingly. But it could now, have been a possibility. I mean, no, I mean, that was my thing. I kept saying that the way this was going to go was it was going to be former Ring of Honor talent to buy it. We had constantly joked around, and by we, I mean, like, everybody in the fucking wrestling community constantly joked around at the idea of, like, wrestlers buying it, or no, TK buying it because, oh, well, TK's got all the money, and watch him just buy everything, and da-da-da-da-da, and he literally goes out there and does it. I mean, but it, and it's not in like a negative way. He's not going to take it and be like, okay, now it's NXT right in my back pocket. But then again, we don't know because we don't really, I don't know how he's going to handle this. I don't know how he's going to do, like how we're going to go about it. Is Ring of Honor just being absorbed or is Ring of Honor going to be its own television show? Or is Sinclair going to keep running? Is it going to randomly be on like Tuesday nights? You know what I mean? All these questions come awry. But the number one reason why he did this is they need that tape library. They yeah. need the rights to all in, and there you go. And now they're going to turn around and sell that. I'm begging. Oh, I'm begging to HBO Max and buys it because that's probably, I don't want to say it's going to mean cheaper pay-per-views. They make a lot of money on pay-per-views. But the reality of how having like a little hub to go rewatch stuff, fucking huge, fucking yeah. huge. Um, I mean, we were joking a couple of years ago about Tony buying Impact. Um, but may- maybe some of us thought then, well, why doesn't he just buy a Ring of Honor? It's probably cheaper. It's probably cheaper. I mean, that's <laughs> that's not a bad way of thinking about it. It's probably cheaper. It probably was a little cheaper. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, like now, and I hate to say it like this, but... That meme that would go around where fucking Tony Khan was uh, goddamn um, really fucking, I can't, I'm blaming Thanos. Thanos, thank you, with the fucking <laughs> glove. And he's just, okay, there's two promotions, you know. It's becoming so it's, true. It's, it is becoming true. Uh, I would, I don't think he, like somebody, I think, who was it? I think it was Teddy was talking about, well, maybe he'll buy NWA. And I'm like, there's Billy Corrigan will fight a man. Yeah. To keep that company, okay? He love he'll he'll gladly welcome a partner. I'm sure he will, especially somebody with a mind like TK, but he ain't selling. No, NWA is is very unique and specific target audience for NWA. It's it, it's literally retro 80s, 70s style. It really 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 is. Now, I mean it you can have NWA guys come over to AEW like we had Thunder Rosa, but I don't think the presentation of NWA fits with really any modern day product. It's it's just very retro. Yeah, in, the, in, no. in the most sense of the word, it's retro as fuck. I mean, it's and then that's not it being an insult because that's what the show wants it to be. That's why they literally have it in an almost similar setting to the way it was back in the eighties. Yeah. It it is meant to be nostalgic. It is meant to give you that retro vibe. So, I mean, yeah, okay. So we don't go that route. I don't want to say go grab Impact because then, then again, now that brings up the question: What do you do with Impact? If he buys it, does Impact still run? What is it? Thursday nights, 
or yeah. are they just we absorb the roster? I, I mean, I, I want I more think. wrestling television. You know what I'm saying? But I'm loving this move. I'm just curious how they're going to go about it. They they said when they announced that Ring of Honor was coming back, there was going to be a new logo and everything, so it feels like a relaunch. So I would assume that they're still going to have two separate shows, and I'd like to think they're just going to have two separate rosters because, as a lot of people have criticized lately, AEW's roster is bloated right now. It is. There's so many people there. It is, and there's no de- there's no denying that. It is absolutely bloated, but the reality is, is guys are being used. There's dark. There's elevation. Now you're going to be able to bring in Ring of Honor, and if Ring of Honor's going to run probably, what, two-hour shows, maybe on like a – on Tuesday, I mean – that works. I mean, right? <laughs> I mean, like I'm trying to think. I was like, there's nothing else worth watching on, on a Tuesday anymore, right? Nobody's doing. Well, no, uh, no, isn't dark on Tuesdays? Oh yeah, but like that's like YouTube. You can watch that anytime. That's true. And, okay, well, that's all. Well, you know I mean, we'll maybe double it up then. I don't know. Well, yeah, I mean, that's just, the point though. They'll have to figure it out, but they yeah, they need to keep it separate, and then you can use some of those guys in AEW that you're not featuring as often. In there, and then vice versa with some of the bigger name Ring of Honor guys on the on the God, I was almost going to say main roster. <laughs> the elite <laughs> they roster. them and have there you go. <laughs> Maybe would have them work in Ring of Honor. I mean in AEW. <laughs> just just don't put anything on a Thursday. We struggle enough to cover Impact on this show. Now it's on a Thursday again. Right. I was just going to say. I was like, is Thursday the only real day they could work? I mean. Personally, I'm all about weekend wrestling. Like, I understand mm-hmm. weekends are like, oh, hey, I'm out partying with my friends and da da da. I'm trying to hang out, and watch fucking wrestling, okay? Like, what do you think I used to do the retro shows on the weekend? Yeah, we're in our 30s. We don't party anymore. <laughs> okay, my, my, my version of party is we went out to dinner. <laughs> we, we had a meal. We had a meal. <laughs> it cost me $80. <laughs> but uh yeah it was a great way to kick off the show it was i don't think it got spoiled um people were thinking it was going to be the hbo max deal nobody really said oh he's going to announce he's buying ring of honor no so it, it mean, was a nice surprise it was an excellent surprise um i will admit tony walking out there like he ripped three Ooh. of the finest lines oh, yes. of that of the good stuff just whoo boy he, he was out there he, he was hanging out with tony if you know what i'm saying the other tony um personally i actually thought it was going to be an announcement of like a partnership with new japan the reason i say that is and a lot of not a lot of people are talking about this but it is actually i've been brought to my knowledge i have to find the article i found and then uncle dave confirmed it or i guess vice versa uncle dave told me i confirmed it through news because i was like wait a minute Japan is slowly um, uh, relaxing their restrictions. Yeah. The way they had it right now, it was, I mean, before it was you basically had to live in Japan to work in Japan. Now, as long as you have a working visa, if you test negative on the plane, test negative getting off the plane, you can work. And that immediately opens up the door for the likes of CM Punk. Brian Danielson, John Moxley, uh, probably Lance Archer, for all I know. All guys like that to be in the G1. I mean, I know how bad B Dry has been dying for a G1 run. Oh, yeah. I don't know if Punk can hang for fucking 28 days, but I mean, 
it, 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 the, the point of the matter is, is now this, this door has truly been opened. And now we can, I hate to use this word, but I'm not going to. We can exploit it for all we can. Because the reality is, is there's just juicy matchup after juicy matchup. You know, you have Zack Sabre Jr., Brian Danielson. Banger of a match right there. You have um, uh, Takagi and Shingo Takagi and Brian Danielson. Another one right there that a lot of people have been teasing. You've been teasing uh, Mox and Tanahashi forever. Anybody against Okada. You know, anybody against Naito. It's... uh, uh, fucking anybody against Ishii, but you, it, the point of the matter is, is like all this great, great stuff can start to happen. Yeah, it's crazy. It's, I love it. it. It it's it's so funny because yes, Tony Khan was clearly to use a very British expression off his tits. <laughs> but, <I> love it, <laughs> but he's also a very excitable person too. So it's a great combination. Excellent he's just combination. So excited. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he's he is a wrestling fan. Yeah. Who just so happens to be a billionaire. The passion is there. Which um, is great. I, I think he kind of calmed down just a little bit after he finally made the announcement, though. He sort of got it off his did. chest and then he He's oh hey, wait a minute. Like I've done this. I'm on before. TV. <laughs> People are rewatching me and recording me. Like, yeah, bud, slow down. Okay, let's start the party. Where's the white claw? We already ran out. He's like, what do you mean we're at? That was the other one, too. They were like, white claw sponsorship. And I'm like, yeah, I'm sure he's already has one. Yes. <laughs> he just got, he got, he, I got a I'm, guy. I'm sure he's got shares. <laughs> I'm sure of it. Um, well, there will be more AEW talk just a little bit later on because we will be predicting revolution this week. Um, so before we get into all that, that's our top story. Let's get into some old stories. It's this week in wrestling history. Um, February 25th, 2001, WWE presented No Way Out. The Rock defeated Kurt Angle for his sixth WWE Championship, and the show was main evented by a three stages of hell match featuring Triple H defeating Stone Cold Steve Austin. This was the culmination of a story over a year long from Triple H arranging for Austin to be run over by Rikishi. He did it for The Rock. I did it for The Rock. Um, Which took him out for 10 months. In reality, he needed neck surgery. But it was also the last pay-per-view before Austin and Rock would headline WrestleMania 17. So to this day, I have no idea why Triple H won. Because you would think it's Stone Cold getting his revenge and then he's going straight on to WrestleMania. So why would he lose? I was going to say, I was like, isn't this the run of of, of Hunt Thor? Where he's just like, it's just like the end all fucking get out of the way. I'm the fucking greatest thing to ever shit the earth. I yeah. Th- no, I, I think it was like maybe it was like O two then from there. I, but but I remember there was a point where it was like the ultimate, like Hunter Hearst or Triple H was the end all be all. He was the ultimate, and it was like they he had to win in all these situations, even though the fucking stories never really revolved around him. But he had to look strong all the time, and I'm like, yeah, for like the three year period, Triple H was like the biggest heel, and he had to win all the time. I call him Hunt Thor. <laughs> but. It- 
Yeah, really, it just made no sense. You, you'd think they'd want to st- send Stone Cold into WrestleMania looking strong and getting his revenge, but no, Triple H won. Uh, he won in a very unconvincing fashion, mind you. I mean, they both hit each other. I think Triple H hit Stone Cold with a sledgehammer, and at the same time, he hit Triple H with a barbed wire 2 by 4 and Triple H just happened to fall on top of him. Uh, God. It was something Sounds like that. Right. I remember them hitting each other at the same time. I'm about to say, yeah, I remember the simultaneous shot, but I don't remember much after that. Um, was it a bug so, wire thing? Yes. God, Probably, I need to go yeah. watch this shit again. Yeah, they had a thing about barbed wire bats around that time. because They really Jack, did. Um, who was in this history, Jack. by the way? Um, oh, we're going way back for this one. February 26, 1967. Um, on his birthday, Vern Gagne won his eighth AWA world title, defeating Mad Dog Vachon. Fucking A right, AEW champ, baby. February 27th, 2000, it marked the end of McFoley's full time career as Triple H defeated Cactus Jack in a Hell in a Cell match to retain the WWE Championship and retire McFoley. I he was so it. sad. Yeah, it was it was a brutal match. Um, at one point, we thought McFoley was dead because yeah. he got flipped through the roof again yeah. and through the canvas. Yeah. Um, it was a great send-off. He did, of course, come back for one match at WrestleMania um, 16 because he'd never main-evented WrestleMania, so they had to put him in the, in the Fatal 4-Way match with a McMahon in every corner. Then he came back for another few matches over the years, but this was this was his last full time match. Yeah. Um, February twenty seventh, twenty fourteen, NXT arrival. Um, the match that really started the women's revolution. Paige defeated Emma to retain the NXT Women's Championship, and Neville defeated Bo Dallas in a ladder match to become NXT champion. Those were the days. Oh, God. Okay. I remember. So this is where I literally, this was like, okay, I have to start watching this. That ladder mm-hmm. match was bananas. Um, you know what? I I downplay the crap out of Paige and, 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 and Emma like that, but now I need to go rewatch it. Because you know what? You're like, it was really freaking good for what it was. I just, I was... I couldn't get past the the weirdness. You know what I'm saying? Of, of Emma? Emma? Yes. Oh, the yeah, bubbly, with the bubble dance. The bubble, the, yep, yep, you already know. <laughs> and it just, it was one of those things where it's like it immediately took me out. But, yeah, I need to go rewatch that because they, they, they worked really well. And I think, you know what? It was, I think it was a lot of Paige. Yeah. Well, I mean, she, she's old school. Yeah. Training, training since she was in the womb. In the womb, baby. Um, I think I, I think I watched one NXT match prior to this, and it was um, Cesaro and Sami Zayn's two out of three falls match. I like I hadn't watched a full episode. I just watched this match, fell in love with it, and then this pay per view um, was very soon after. So I watched the whole show. So this was this was really my first full experience of NXT, and yeah, loved it. Yeah. Um, I- like you, but with the ladder matches, what started it? No, I, I, yeah, like I said, there's a lot of older NXT that was actually really damn good. You know, it wasn't game showy all the time. <laughs> there was also a tag team title match on this show. The Ascension defeated Too Cool. The, oh God! <laughs> like, I don't God, remember, remember Too Cool being Asc- in NXT. 
Not only that, but you remember when the extension like looked like a fucking like a powerhouse team? You're like, oh, oh yeah. Gonna, they can't be. They can't get ruined. And it was like, bro, like we even knew in NXT, you guys are like a real good spinoff of like the Road Warriors. And nobody can ever copy the Road Warriors and be successful except for Demolition. Yeah. They're the only example. Um, where we up to? On March 1st, 2009. Oh, listen to this card on a regular episode of Ring of Honor. Uh-huh. Uh, dipshit Aries. I'm sure you know who that is. Versus Kenny Omega. Jerry Lynn versus Brody Lee. Eddie Ooh. Kingston versus Sammy Callahan. Necro Butcher versus Jimmy Jacobs. Yes. Jay Briscoe and Kevin Steen versus Chris Hero and Eddie Edwards. And Tyler Black, a.k.a. Seth Rollins, versus Brian Danielson. That's just a regular episode of Ring of Honor. And, and, people, wonder why, <laughs> and people wonder why it's such a big deal that the fucking TK kept this company alive. Yeah, and any of those matches are a pay-per-view main event these days. Facts. Damn. Um, final bit of history, and then we've got a lot of birthdays this week. Also on March 1st, just last year in 2021, Bobby Lashley took his rightful place in the history books, defeating The Miz on Raw to become WWE champion for the first time. Bobby Lashley. I can't help but saying it like that. Bobby Lashley. It's the best way to say it. Bobby Lashley. <laughs> I don't even know where it comes from. I don't either. I think it was something in, in Impact. What? Uh, okay, a lot, lot of birthdays this week, so... Uh, <clears throat> Terrence and Terrell, Devon's twins, both turned 27. The big 4-0 for Maria Canellis. The former man, Ric Flair, turned 49. <laughs> no way. Fuck no way is he here. 49. <laughs> um, Bullshit. Where the hell did I get 49 from? How old is Ric Flair? That's awesome, though. He's... <laughs> Holy shit, we just went back to the 80s. Uh, He's great. 73. There you go. Okay. Um, Ivy Nile turned 30. Shah Samuels turned 37. Ace Austin turned 25. 20 fucking five, Ace Austin. What? Really? Um, Brock Anderson also turned 25. Lance Archer turned 45. 45 and still hasn't been given a world title run. Nope. It's a crime. Um, Norman Smiley turned 57. The Dragon Ricky Steamboat turned 69. I definitely got his age right. Um, mm-hmm. Tennille Dashwood turned 33 Kyle O'Reilly turned 35 Big E turned 36 Davey Richards turned 39 Scotty Riggs turned 55 Booker T turned 57 Mike Tenay, the voice of WCW and Impact Turned 68 And happy birthday today to Mandy Leon who turns 30 Ivar is 38 And PJ Black is 41 Wow It's a big birthday week Yeah Ace Austin's fucking 25. 25. That, and he's like in fuck, his prime. He's a child. He's a child. I got some other ones I got to throw out there. Um, hate to say it this way, but I'm going to say it. Happy birthday yesterday to the only living Von Eric. Oh, original yeah. Von Eric, Mike Von Eric. Uh, let's see. Who else did we get? Uh, you got yeah. all those guys. Scott. Oh, my man, Scotty Riggs. You did say Scotty Riggs. See Ultimo Guerrero for those New Japan heads out there. There's a couple uh, of uh, posthumous birthdays. Of course, we did mention Van Gagne earlier. That's right. And then uh, Kento Miyahara. Can't forget him. Of course. All right. Now, 
Um, those birthdays, that's history. Now it's time to find out some stupid shit people have been saying online. This oh God. is shit marks say. <laughs> Can you believe the shit these marks say? Um, all right, I only have one this week because it, it just blew my mind. Um, once again, names have been changed to protect their stupidity. Uh, first one has been renamed to the guy whose mother slept with Johnny Knoxville, apparently. <laughs> That's the only reason I can find for this comment. Um, <laughs> uh, I don't know if that's like an insult or a compliment. <laughs> well, I mean, it would explain I mean, I, why he's so mad at Johnny Knoxville, but okay. I mean, um, so obviously Johnny Knoxville was on Raw this week and has challenged Sami Zayn to an IC title match at WrestleMania. Uh, the guy, this guy, didn't like it very much and just said, "This is worse than our cat winning the WCW Championship." Which, uh, I mean, my response is, how is a celebrity challenging for a mid-card title that barely gets defended on the biggest show of the year worse than an actual celebrity winning the world title on a company's B-show? Because David Arquette won the title on Thunder. He, exactly. He won it on Thunder, and I think it went, like, two-week advertised. It wasn't on a, it was like, they literally was like, David Arquette's going to be here next week in a, in a fucking match. And, da, 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 da. and then he literally wins. And there was like, what the shit? And that's totally different than this. They have a fucking feud. They've had a feud going since the rumble. So that's been what good four weeks by now, three mm-hmm. weeks now. And you, you're going to build it to mania, which is another three to four weeks away or three weeks away. So it's a feud being built. Is it dumb because it's a celebrity? Sure. But don't tell me this is the first fucking celebrity to compete for a title or first non-wrestler to compete for a title because need I remind you of Nicholas with the tag team title? Need I remind you that, you know, they, they pulled the fan gimmick with Santino? Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? This is This is not out of the ordinary. Do I think Johnny Knoxville is going to win the fucking IC title? Shit, no. No, Shit, no. But exactly. They fucking had, for fuck's sake, kayfabe, baby. Kayfabe was happening at the fucking movie premiere. Like, if you can't get behind this thing off of the fact of fucking kayfabe in 2022, then I don't know what to tell you. Like, then there's nothing to get behind. Then you don't need to watch this shit. Uh the, the guy was a moderator of another group, by the way, too. What? Makes it even worse. Um, his response was because because David Arquette became involved in the business after that debacle. Uh, so he's forgiven. Gas is just trying to promote his franchise that died 10 years ago. Blah, blah, blah. Um, I, I said... Oh, my God. So Arquette won the title just to promote Ready to Rumble. He then dropped it again a week and a half later. And for a franchise that died 10 years ago, Jackass managed to debut at number one in its opening weekend. This fucking dude does understand that WWE goes out there and says, you guys want to do some stuff to plug your movie? Right. They don't just say, hey, you mind if we get our ass kicked on your television show? That's not how it fucking works. Like, oh, my God. 
he's basically okay with David Arquette winning the WCW title because he got involved in the business. So I said, That's- so Arquette winning the world title isn't so bad because he became a wrestler 15 years later. Is, is that what you're saying? This dude would be spitting hot <laughs> nails if Freddie Prince Jr. won the fucking belt. And realize, oh, he was a writer? Uh... Like, Jesus Christ. You cannot fucking, like, some of y'all motherfuckers need to stop breeding. Jesus, they're stupid. My God. Oh, man, what else did you say? Um... Oh, so I said, so if Knoxville becomes a wrestler in 15 years, are you going to forgive him for facing Sammy? He said, nope, because WCW was already on life support before Arquette won the championship, which is true, and that makes it even worse. Um, I mean, yeah. Just because it's great to you doesn't mean that I'm going to like it. I never I never said it was great. There you go. I was about I'm to just say saying it's like... not worse than David Arquette winning the WCW no. title. No, <laughs> even, no, no. Even no, David no. Arquette knows it was a shit move. He admits it. <laughs> the guy admits it, for fuck's sake. But that's, oh my god. Like, bro, nobody said they liked it. But if you're really going to compare one of the worst booking decisions in the world, this is not the thing to fucking compare it to. No, and you again, know, nobody said Johnny Knoxville is actually going to win the title. Fucking idiots. I mean, it'd be kind of funny if he does. <laughs> I mean, don't get me wrong. I'd get a kick out of it. I might even pop. <laughs> Seriously, I might even pop, but I mean, in, let's let's be fucking re- let's be real here. It has been the one and only feud in this whole thing that's really truly been built outside yeah. of the main event, and even outside of WWE. Um, Sami Zayn showed up to the Jackass premiere. That's what I'm saying. You know what I mean? Because they fucking kayfabe, baby, 2022. Yeah. And plus, I, I also pointed out, nobody really criticized Knoxville's rumble appearance. Like, he took some bumps. Excuse me. Oh, wow. Already? Did I'm sorry. I didn't mean to <laughs> throw this. I'm just, I'm literally, I have the pages up. Uh, so I have all my notes. In the bottom corner, Swerve is already a ring of honor. Shane Strickland. I saw, yeah, didn't he sign like a couple of days ago? I don't see. That's the thing. Because I, don't, I, I didn't saw hear that. that um, I remember seeing that the rest of the crew were uh, showing up in GCW. And I yes. swear it signed somewhere else. I did not know about Ring of Honor, but okay. I mean, it, I'm, I'm not saying it like in a negative way. Like, how dare he? I, this is just. To me, now that Ring of Honor is AEW and vice versa, mm. now I just the, every guy that's in that new mix <clears throat> is gonna has got to be in AEW some way or another. If fucking Swerve is a part of Ring of Honor, he needs to be in AEW. Bandito, he needs to be in AEW. Roosh, if he's even still with Ring of Honor, which I'm not 100% on that, but if he is, he needs he is. to be in AEW. You know what I mean? The fucking Briscoes for goddamn sake. Fucking bring in the Briscoes already. Like, I'm tired of fucking around. But in the real reality, I think it would be an awesome match to have it at all out to have the Briscoes versus FTR. Oh, yeah. Well, Briscoes against anybody in That's AEW. True. That is 100% true. But yeah, definitely uh, GOD. They, they've been begging to come to AEW for the longest time. 
And again, I mean, well, they've been in the States and, you know, uh, both of them are healthy. We could see them anytime now, you know, this was before, you know, the whole thing with Japan, but I don't know like why they're not, I think it's, um, I don't know. I feel like it's, I feel like TK is going to be bringing in guys like that a little more off or, or should be trying to bring in guys more like more often after he gets a deal with new Japan. I mean, they have like a handshake, I'm sure, but I'm sure he's like, okay, dude, you know, like, let's do like a real, a real fucking deal. I don't think they're going to do any kind of like super shows, but I mean, I wouldn't hate it, but like, they need to be on a real deal. That way they can be okay with the top notch guys, you know, that they have to have that deal in place in order for a B dry in order for a Moxley to go over and do a G1. He's not just going to let him go do a fucking G1. You kidding me? They're going to have to have some kind of working deal. Yeah, I, I think the door is open now perfectly for G.O.D. since uh, we didn't talk about it last week, but um, Jay White turning on G.O.D. That's right. And Impact, and Jay White is also now involved in AEW, so the, 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 br- the bridge is there. Just let him cross it. Yeah, they're literally setting it up just for this whole thing, like or at least it feels like that. You know what I mean? All the stuff happening on the outside has to come to a head somewhere and might as well be in AEW where there's all the eyes right now. Yeah, AEW is like a black hole sucking everything else in. As it fucking should, man. As it fucking should. Which which is very different to WWE being a black hole and sucking all the talent in without giving the other promotions credit. Mm Mm-hmm. Because according to the, the E... Once you show up here, you are an E guy. Yeah, you and never your past worked anywhere. Don't matter. Yep, anywhere you worked prior means nothing. Anywhere you're going to work after means nothing. Unless you're very, very lucky, like AJ Styles or Shin. Yeah, like you but have then, to have a fucking story. <laughs> that 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 is what we're getting at. You have to have a motherfucking storied history in order to keep it to get going in there. I mean, even Austin Aries had no fucking. Uh, had no real accolades to his name when he showed up. No, not a two-time, well, actually three-time world champion. For who? When he, well, all, overall, when he showed oh, up yeah. in WWE, like he won it in Ring of Honor. I think he won it twice in Impact before then. I was gonna say, I was like, it's either Impact or Ring of Honor. He has two reigns. I, yeah, I think it's Impact, and he's a one-time Ring of Honor world champion. I, that sounds more likely. Um, that oh, yeah. He, well, he's definitely a two-time Impact World Champion now because he obviously screwed over Johnny mm-hmm. on the finish. But there we go. Um, okay. Well, the stage is set for March 1st, 2022. Max Wrestling presents the seventh annual Promo Mania, the biggest Max Wrestling show of the year. We are 28 days away. 28? It's getting close. Uh, it's the night where everybody goes above and beyond to deliver their best promo work, and I'm sure this year will be no different as the lawyer. Chad Malcolm and Travis Walker Anderson go one-on-one for the first time in a promo exhibition over six months in the making. Um, Chad actually debuted at Promo Mania last year. There you go. And look um, at the tear he's been on ever since. Yeah, he, he competed in the Iron Bank. Uh, he didn't win it, but he does have it now because it's just been passed down. <laughs> He, uh, he's become the longest-reigning world champion. He's a eight-time predictions champion, I believe. He was the first predictions champion, too. So uh, it's been a successful rookie year for the lawyer. 
right. Um, plus, the Phoenix defends the Knowledge Championship against a mystery opponent. Who could it possibly be? Um, by the time we get to Promomania, Phoenix will have amassed 500 collective days as Knowledge Champion over his four reigns. Good work. God damn. He's, uh, he's about halfway to Mike. <laughs> halfway. In more promo action, Moses Marquez has issued an open challenge. He wants his promo mania moment. Um, now, I've heard rumors from Fightful and Ringside News. <laughs> and if it's, it's who big, I think it is, game. if it's who I think it is, ladies and gentlemen, you are not going to want to miss this. Um, so it's like, don't take nothing to, to, to heart to until Uncle Dave drops something. <laughs> yeah, right. Let's just say our forbidden door is open, too. There you go. Um, and you know what? Phoenix is also TV champion. He cut a promo last week, so he's got another 30 days. He can relax uh, on that one because there will be a mini ring of games at Promo Mania with the winner getting a future television title shot. And your main events, the rematch of all rematches, the cinematic sequel, your very own captain will take the world championship from the Phoenix. No games, no superpowers. It's just two feuding relatives face to face. It's going to be good. It is. It is. Um, I've, I've been warned that a lot of stuff I want to do is illegal, though. Ah, who gives a shit? <laughs> and kicking all of this off on the pre-launch show, March 28th. Um, 28th? Actually, it's the 29th. Is the 2022 Iron Bank Challenge. Somebody is going to earn the next briefcase, which allows you to challenge any champion of your choosing within one year. Like I said, um, Chad still has the briefcase from last year. He has until the end of this year's Promo Mania to cash it in. Nice. Uh, for more information, go to maxwrestling.net slash promomania7. And once again, in case you forgot, Promo League returns immediately after Promo Mania. It's new yeah. and improved. Remember, we don't do public votes or judging in promos anymore, so every match will be an exhibition. No winner or no loser. You basically earn points the more you compete. Uh, so, people, you need you need to sign up right now. Go go read the new rules and sign up at maxwrestling.net slash promo league. The new, the new rules are literally made for new competitors. This is what the point of this is. We're in this to get people going. You have creativity. You think you can cut a promo, get behind, get in front of a mic, and do what you can do. If you think you can hang, we got plenty of dudes out there. If you think you're not on that level, then use this as a practice. This is all for fun. All right? Don't be getting personal. Don't be getting crazy. Then, of course, follow the rules. Everybody has fun. And trust me, there'll be a couple guys out there willing to put some people over. And at the same time, you can learn a couple things. Well, I'll take you for the new rules now, ladies and gentlemen. Um, just so you know that it is designed so that everybody has a good time. Again, every match is an exhibition. There's no winner. There's no commitments. You receive a point when you call somebody out. If the opponent accepts the challenge, they also receive a point, and you get a bonus point. So that's two for you. Bonus point. If your promo is less than one minute over or under five minutes long, you get another bonus point. You lose a point only if you have agreed to a match and don't deliver a promo before the deadline. Ooh. And this is a fun bit. Double points are awarded for exhibitions which take place at Trivia Takeover or Fight for the Knowledge. 
And finally, of course, the person with the most points on July 14th wins the Promo League Cup and will challenge the Max Wrestling World Champion in a promo exhibition at Promo Slam. Love it. It's very simple. Um, there shouldn't be any conflict. There's no winner or loser. There's there's no reason not to sign up. We've We've uh, eliminated all of the controversy from this tournament. And that's the only reason we're able to bring it back. <laughs> that's that's the truth. Well, I mean, and that's the thing. But that's also let we have to be honest with ourselves. Promos are passionate, as they're meant to be. They are meant to be meant with feeling, because that's how you believe it. You have to make it believable, and the only way to make it believable is if you yourself believe what you're doing. But that doesn't mean we can't have fun. So that's the gimmick behind the gimmick, if you will. Go in there, have fun. If you're not the creative type, if you think you can't do some whole cinematic thing, great, because you don't really fucking need to. You literally, you could be as, what did that guy say? He's in his car. He, you could literally be sitting in your car and just cut a promo. You can stand behind a mirror and cut a promo. Whatever makes you feel comfortable and you if you feel like you need, you're, you're the greatest. I have the best Dusty Rhodes impression ever, baby. Cut a Dusty promo. Go out, have some fun. That's what the yeah. point is. It doesn't even matter how good the promo is. You get a point if you call somebody out, and you get another point if you accept a challenge. Exactly. It's not about winning. It's about participation. The fun. We're gonna have. It's some literally. Fun. It is literally the millennial dream. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. Again, go read the new rules. Make sure you understand um, and sign up at maxwrestling.net/slash/promo-league. Hell yeah. Probably the most successful night any one person has ever had on Max Wrestling. He ended the show with the television, knowledge, and the world championships. And in the very last moments, I ruined his night. I must apologize. For not doing it sooner. I've been dropping hints for six months, if not longer. And Phoenix, keep your eyes open. Because I haven't forgot about you either. And as for you, Phoenix, I told you I haven't forgotten about you. Our paths will cross again soon, when you least expect it. I have plenty of unfinished business. The machine will have his night. And you never, 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 never saw it coming. You took my world title. A title that was created for me. I burned the shape alive at Promo Mania last year. It seems that some people never learn. The captain finally wants his title in a rematch of last year. You honestly think I didn't notice the spoilers? The seeds have been planted all year like infinity stones spread across the whole galaxy and you missed every single one. I didn't miss a damn thing. The Mania season 
is upon us once again and this is that time of year where everyone starts pointing at the mania sign but me i'm going to point at my championship and say come and get it so now here we are back where it all started on the road to Mania. we've come full circle one year on except this time you're not facing the shade there's not going to be any smoke and mirrors or magic tricks you're facing a human being skin and bone Last year you took the fight to the shape domain, this year I'm bringing the fight in the real world where all that matters is who's the toughest son of a... I need to issue an apology myself for not finishing the job last year. I didn't need the demon to burn the shape last year. I'm sure as hell I'm not going to need it to defeat the captain. Mania 7 for the match wrestling world championship. It's the Phoenix versus the captain in a cinematic sequel and one thing you got to remember about sequels the body count is always bigger Welcome back to the Cap and Mo Show. If you haven't already, make sure you subscribe or follow. We are literally everywhere. YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, CastBox, PodBay, Bay, 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 you name it, we're there. Okay, prediction time. Um, Let's go. I'm not sure what our track record is like with AEW. I remember my first one was terrible. I got like one out of ten. I think we all said like we were gonna oh last we're gonna nail this one, and we <laughs> we were all off. Like what the fuck is going? On? Yeah. Um. But I mean, we've had time to get used to the booking style now, so hopefully we should do okay. So now, yeah, all the three fucking years. <laughs> we have two um buy-in matches. First nice. up, probably going to be a squash match. Uh, they've sent Hook for QT Marshall. Let's go. Uh, <laughs> basically, QT is going to get suplexed to shit. That's fine. So real quick, I got to ask you, because I don't understand these wrestling nerds, especially some of these nerds on TikTok. Um, what is in in your personal opinion? If you could explain to a non wrestling fan the appeal of Hook, how would you do it? I think he was just unexpectedly so good. Like his first match, he came out looking scrawny as fuck. Yes, Sh- shredded but scrawny. Sh- yes, um, and was just able to hit all these big suplexes and throws, and he just looked. Badass doing it, constantly chewing his gum. Um, yep, making it look easy. Yeah, he he did. He made it look easy, and it was just so unexpected because he's he's such a small guy. But he came yeah. out full of confidence, full of swagger, um, and just schooled his opponent. TikTok nerds hate him because apparently, why do you guys love him so much? Brock Lesnar suplexes everybody left and right too. As, yeah, yeah but Brock Brock's like nearly 300 pounds. I was going to say, Brock is a monster of a man. As Pat McAfee said, he is the alpha male of our species. And he only does one suplex. A German. That's yeah. it. Okay. Hook does multiple. A plethora. And again, the guy is at best probably like 175 soaking wet. Fucking I throwing mean, around Bear Bronson. 
of course, you're going to have a wide array of suplexes when your daddy is Taz. But see, that was the other thing. And now that was the other comparison. Him and Dom. Oh, well, Dom's way better. I said, you know what? Here's my opinion on that. Dom can work a better match because he knows how to, you know, go with the flow and he has really good high spots. However, mm. I am far more entertained with Hook, and the reality is Hook didn't need his daddy to get him over. I mean, technically he did because, you know, Team Taz and shit, but he's not in there wrestling with his dad No, in order uh, to get over. I, I feel like Hook has more presence than Dom. Dom just, if they took away the last name and completely took Ray off TV, he'd be very generic. Extremely generic. Uh, whereas Hook, I mean, he's got a look, he's got a visual, he's got a presence, he's got the crazy hair, he's constantly chewing his gum. He's, again, scrawny, but shredded. He's, he's literally the guy that, I mean, he's Orange Cassidy, but cool, like really cool, you <laughs> know what I mean? Like Orange Cassidy is that like super cool, whatever, bro. He's like the dude, but cool. Hook is like that cool guy that you don't piss off. He's just like, leave me alone, I'm going to class. And he's always chewing gum and shit. And he'll just kick your ass and then like, okay, nobody don't ever fuck with that guy again. Hook is uh Brad Pitt in Snatch. He's a little guy, fucking he's cocky, perfect. but he'll knock you the fuck out. Fucking uh, yeah, fucking the caravan. Fucking perfect. <laughs> you stay until the job's done. <laughs> fuck, I gotta watch that movie. <laughs> Man, he did such a great accent. <sighs> that it that whole movie was just perfect. Oh yeah. Gotta love Guy Ritchie. Um, okay, so I think it's safe to say we're both going for Hook on that one. We're both Easy. sending Hook. Uh, match two on the buy-in. Chris Statlander versus Layla Hirsch. Um, I they, like they're this they're starting to push Chris Statlander, and they did a great promo package for these two um, last night. Well, I mean, the reality is if you're, if you're paying attention enough, they're pushing them both. Layla mm-hmm. Hirsch is a legit... I mean, she's probably under five foot, and she's going to kill me if I say that. But she is a monster. Yeah, right? <laughs> she is a monster for for her size, and she's very, very good. Uh, not as polished as, you know, some I would like her to be. But, again, she's new to the sport. She's newish to the sport. Statlander, I want to say like a year and a half ago, could have been like the second or third top lady in the company. Now she's like middle tier and they're trying to rebuild her. And this is a great way to do it because you're taking two very likable people. You caused a feud that was stretched out for a minute. Now it finally comes to a head. Question is, who goes over? Do you continue the build of Layla Hirsch because you think she's over as a worker? Or do you go with the possible fan favorite in Statlander? It is pretty tough, but... um. And this is a fucking dark match. You know what I mean? (laughs) This is a dark match. This is the thing that makes AEW great. Sometimes some of the matches don't mean shit, and sometimes they mean a fucking lot. Even when they're nothing matches. And this is one that I would, I hate to say it like that, but this is a a throwaway match. This is, okay, butts aren't really in the seats of the arena, but we're still going to put on a show anyway. You know what? I I don't recall seeing a promo package to hype a pre-show match before. No, or it doesn't happen very often anyway. But that's what it is. I did mean, if it night. does, it happens on the pre-show. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. Honestly, I thought this was on on the main show, but uh, like you but said, I, it, I like it, it is. It is very very tough to call this one, but 
something about me is leaning towards Chris. I'm with you. As much as I really, really, really love Layla Hirsch's style, Statlander is in a very popular group with a very non-caring guy and two <laughs> best friends. So, and Wheeler Yuta, whatever the fuck he is. Yeah. So yeah, yeah no, I, I'm I, going with I'm going with Statlander, but I, I I assure you, nobody's walking out weak in this one. Oh no no no, it's going to be a close one. Um, I just don't know what it is, but. I can't put my finger on it, but it's it's pulling me in towards Chris Statlander. All right, main show. Um, we have a six-man tornado tag between Darby Allen, Sammy Guevara, and Sting, and the Hardy Company thing. The Hardy Compound, whatever the fuck they're what? called. AHFO. I can't remember what it's called. What it stands for. Uh, Hardy something. Family something. <laughs> the Hardy Party. The Hardy Party. Um, I like it. Matt Hardy, Andrade, and Isaiah Cassidy. Mm-hmm. Now, Crazy. my first question is, has Jeff's uh, no-compete clause run out yet? Because I know it's this month. Um, I want to say, I was listening to Uncle Dave this morning. He was, she was just talking about it. Um, he, I want to say he has like another week. I want to say it's it, 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 it's uh, it's coming though. It's like it's very 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 close. Um, apparently, he got heat for saying to some fucking reporter that he's going to AEW, and I'm like, <laughs> well, we kind of figured. And but the Uncle Dave's like, no, he got heat from like TK. Like, what are you doing? Like, you can't just give away shit. <laughs> so, but I, I'm I'm sure he's on the way. To be fair, AJ Styles cut a promo uh, on the Indies like a. A few days before the Royal Rumble in 2016, saying he's going to be in the Royal Rumble. That's yeah, that's very true. <laughs> he did say that. It so, was just that I mean, nobody believed him. That yeah. <laughs> so I mean, no, I mean he's on his way. Um, and with him on his way, yeah, it has to be a thing where like you know deception inside of this little hardy party, if you will, has to happen. But my main question for this match is who's walking into it, TNT champion. Come, you know, Rampage. It's gonna oh, be, yeah. it's gonna be Andrade and Sammy for the TNT title. So, does Sammy remain champion, or is this, you know, Andrade walks in with the belts, and you know, the the, the fun trios team of Sammy, Sting, and Darby just, you know, they get the dub for to make it up. Um, I think I'm more on the side of Sammy retains because he's having a pretty good run, mm-hmm. um, and. Andrade but does that hurt and... Andrade? Not if he gets to win on the pay per view. Okay, I, I can understand that. I think that's the kind of result that they do to fuck with us. Like most of it will be fan service, but then we'll have like one result that's like, eh. And this and will be is, that match. Is now would this also be the first match Sting lost that he's in? Yeah. Which Crazy. again would be good for Andrade, especially if he actually pins Sting. Oh, see, there you go. Now you're putting some butter on my pancakes. <laughs> oh man, I didn't have any pancakes. <laughs> like a biggie's like, bro, what pancakes? <laughs> like first year of my life, I didn't have pancakes on pancake day. Damn it. Right. Um how dare you. 
Yeah, we also have a day dedicated to pancakes. It's awesome. So do we. <laughs> we all do. Um, yeah, pancakes I'm going with that national, one. baby. <laughs> I'm, I'm going with that one. Um, Andrade and Matt Hardy and Isaiah Cassidy get the win on the pay-per-view. Um, and yeah, it would be Sting's first AEW loss. Okay. Um, I'm li- Okay, so here's how I'm looking at it. You beat Andrade for his first shot at a title, and and immediately, and I hate to say this because a lot of AEW fans, probably the majority, are a little more fickle than we'd like them to be, and I feel like him losing that would just fuck him over. Now, however, I don't think him winning on a fucking Rampage is a very good idea either because it's fucking Rampage. Um... I mean, and I'm not downgrading Rampage. I'm just saying it's a one-hour show in the weird time slot. If you're really going to crown him before the pay-per-view, is this the place to do it when you've done it on Dynamite? But again, I don't know. So I'll be safe. I'm going to stick with yours. But I mean, like, I'm looking at it like Andrade wins. No problem. He's TNT champ. Darby, Sting, and Sammy go in there. They put on a banger. You know, maybe Sting looks awesome and wins. But then again, I like how, like I said, I like how you put that where even if uh, Andrade loses, if he ends up being the dude to pin Sting, that's fucking huge. I don't give a shit who you are. And you know, yeah. it, may be, it may be fucking Andrade called Ric Flair and said, hey, could you call Sting and ask him to lay down for me? <laughs> they need to do something for Andrade because he's he came in with a big hype and he's just sort of simmered since then. Yeah, big time. Um, that's. This is the only problem with the TNT title is that it doesn't really show up on Dynamite much anymore because it's TNT and Dynamite's now on TBS. Um, so most title matches, the name. most title matches take place on T on Rampage because it's on TB on TNT still. Check this out, and I, and this is impromptu booking. Sam and so so what they need to do is like so say Sammy wins. On Friday, which he obviously should, what they should do is next Wednesday they need to, uh, they honestly need to fucking get rid of TNT and make it the TV title, like they want to do. It's mm-hmm. obviously meant to be a TV title, so just call it the TV title. And then guess what? Now that you got fucking Ring of Honor, you can have the TV champ versus the TV champ, and fucking, I mean, I'm just writing shit as I go, but it sounds cool. Yeah, TV titles are all the rage. That's what I'm saying. Retro, <laughs> baby. Um, okay, so both A-H-F-O on that one. Mm-hmm. Let's go... Ooh, Jericho versus Eddie Kingston. Ooh. It's, it's a grudge match, and we say this every time Eddie Kingston has a big match, but he needs to win. And I think this one, he's going to get it. And the yeah. reason why I say that is, is is Jericho has obviously been kind of been like fading into the background. Fozzie's getting ready to go on tour. I hate to use that as a reason why he's going to lose. But it's the truth. It's the truth. But also the thing I think that's going to happen is, is we're finally going to get conclusion to the the storyline with the inner circle. I think this is where I think he had made a comment. Uh, I was like literally trying to make dinner as I walked away. He said that he was cool with Santana and Ortiz. I think yeah, they're not going to be fucking the cool. There you go. I think they're not going to be cool, and they're going to turn on him and help Eddie Kingston win. 
and then reform LAX or whatever form of LAX they can. And yeah. but but that also writes Jericho off television, gives Eddie Kingston that big win that he needs. Now he's got power behind him. Where can Eddie go? As for if Jericho wins, now what? And I'm not yeah. saying that in a negative in a negative way, but but when you it's it's just when you have a story path there, you gotta take it. And unlike the E, they see that and don't go, hey, squirrel, left turn. They they kind of go with it because AEW understands that, you know, booking needs to make sense in order for you to follow along and want to continue to watch. So I, I'm loving Eddie Kingston in this one. Yeah. Um, Jericho has obviously put people over in the past when he needs to. So yeah. I don't see it being that much of a unheard of thing to happen. Not at all. And yeah, there, there, there's definitely still tension there in the inner circle. Um, people were just asking this week, actually, before Dynamite, what the hell happened to the storyline <laughs> with inner circle? But like, it's the it, truth. It what had happened? Um, kind of just dropped it. Yeah. And then it, it was kind of weird last night when Jericho was cutting the promo and then in comes Santana and Ortiz and they just silently, you know, fist bump and walk away. Yeah. Um, I mean... Sammy, Sammy has also kept out of it. We haven't seen Jake Hager, so. Yeah, where the fuck's Hager? <laughs> He's just hanging out and catering. It makes sense for Santana and Ortiz to turn on Jericho. Yep. As much as I don't want to see the inner circle end, they just keep stopping and starting it anyway. Yeah, it, it might as well be that cool thing that helped start AEW or was one of the big things of the start at the start of AEW. But, you know. Good things must come to an end. Mm. Um, all right. Face of the Revolution ladder match. There's there's no Joker in this one. So everybody no. that's in the match has been announced. We have Keith Lee, Orange Cassidy, Powerhouse Hobbs, Ricky Starks, uh, Wardlow, and Christian Cage. It's got to be Wardlow. You know, uh, okay, so this has kind of been one of the the things that I've been having to deal with, especially when it comes down to marks on TikTok. Um, Keith Lee obviously didn't debut in this match for reasons, because, you know, he's a big guy, and you obviously don't want to debut a big guy in a ladder match. You you kind of uh, downplay his awesome skills, and now he's here. Now, the thing is, is does he need to win it because he's a big name? And... Personally, the answer to me is no. I think he can make a name for himself by simply beating Ricky Starks for the FTW championship and actually yeah. make it a wealth-worthy championship because they're building towards that. Mm-hmm. Um, they're also building towards him and powerhouse Hobbs. I like the idea of Hobbs winning because he's been a guy who's been on the back burner, and I'm sure with a nice enough push, he can gain a lot of momentum. Ricky Starks is... Well, the guy's on fucking cloud nine and he doesn't barely does anything. And it's awesome. I mean, it's, I mean, besides the no sock thing, it's pretty awesome. <laughs> um, I love the idea of orange Cassidy winning just because it's like unexpected. The guy that doesn't give a, give a shit wins a ladder match and ends up, you know, maybe winning a fucking world championship. I doubt it. Or TNT, I should say. But, um, y- yeah, I'm with you. It's gotta be Wardlow. It's gotta be. It, they've been playing it into the story with MJF as it is. Yeah, it just that works. Anything he wins, he has to give to MJF. And then last night, MJF says, ah, you know what? You win the TNT title, you can keep it. Exactly. And then slapped him in the face. 
<laughs> oh, we slapped the shit out of him. Oh, yeah. But, um, man, I, I cannot wait for uh, Wardlow to finally blow up on MJF because it's going to be huge. It's going to be great. It's been built for, like, <sighs> fucking two and a half, three years. Yeah. Long-term storytelling. It's literally from the beginning of their relationship. Yes. It's... Oh. Um, all right. That's two for Wardlow. Um, I imagine we would get a glimpse of Dan Housen in this match, too. Oh, yeah. Cursing. <laughs> he's he's got to curse somebody, at, like, at the top of the ladder or something. I'm about to say he cursed Evil Uno last night. <laughs> I was like, no. No, not Evil Uno. <laughs> Well, you oh, bastard. Man. Tony, can please give us more Dan Housen. Yeah, I need more than just we like a random We don't get enough Dan Housen. Like, I don't need him wrestling. Like, I kind of do need him wrestling. But I don't need him wrestling. But I just need to see him more than, like, once a match. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I need you to, like, randomly cut the sting. And Dan Housen's, like, behind him, like, fucking doing this. Like, that's just I, something. I just want to see promo packages or an interview because he's so funny. He is fucking hilarious. He is um, fucking hilarious. But again, I mean, they got Ring of Honor now, and that's where Dan Housen came from. This is true. Uh, okay, he's still owed a blimp from Ring of Honor, by the way. <laughs> wow. What do we have next? Let's go with the TBS Championship. Jade defending against Ty Conti. Oh, I would love to say Ty Conti, but it just feels like too soon in Jade's reign. Nah, it's time. She's so over, and she she's green, and she does not need that belt. But Ty Conti is, again, somebody who could be elevated, somebody we know has talent, can go in the ring, has the ability to, well, I want to say has the ability to get over. She is fucking over. So, I, and I'm, again, I say this because, personally, I think Jade's ready to go. Now, the, the idea of her losing sucks because her being undefeated is nice and da-da-da-da-da, and I want it to kind of be a bigger name to beat her, but a, you have a lot of momentum with Ty Conti. She is, again, somebody who is literally one of your backburner ladies, if you will. You can push towards the top with this belt. All she really needs is some recognition, and she can go. But then again, I, I can definitely see how it is too early to take it off Jade. And how maybe her not having it could make her a little weak. Personally, I don't feel that way. But I could see why people would think that. But I'm sticking with Ty. I, I think it's time. Let her stand on her own two feet. Can you um, imagine the Instagram posts when she's TBS champion and Sammy's TNT champion? Oh, oh. God. First <laughs> off, I can uh, I can already see him using one of his belts to cover the top half. <laughs> She come, yes. It's gonna be. It is a raunchy <laughs> photo. These these motherfuckers are gonna have. Oh yeah. Um, in that respect, then I go for Ty. But no, seriously. Right. Um, uh, right. It, this it, is another one that's tough, and it's a it is a, it is a second tier championship from people that would scream and yell. They're mid carters. Why do you care? They're mid carters because they make us care. That's yeah. the point. This match is a case of this versus this. Yeah. So um, and it's awesome. You know what? Maybe Jade is at the point where she doesn't need the belt anymore. She she's earned a lot of people's respect in the last few months. So mine included. I mean, I'm and not me, nobody, but too. still. 
Um, fuck it, let's go with Ty. Yeah, all right. Um, and I will be paying very close attention to Instagram afterwards. Absolutely, as we all should. Okay. Jurassic Express. I finally got it right. It's not Lucha Express. Uh, uh, Jungle Express. Uh, Jurassic Express versus Red Dragon versus the Young Bucks for the tag team titles. Oh, holy shit. Um, obviously, Bucks and Dragon are going to clash. There's going to oh, be yeah. some kind of implosion there. So I'm calling Jurassic Express to retain in the midst of all the chaos. Or... Or. Option B, Red Dragon win and the Young Bucks take exception to it. Okay, I like both of them. Here's my thing. Jurassic Express has been tag team champions for how long now? A couple months? A while, yeah. I forget that they're fucking tag champs. And I hate that I say that because I really like them. I really, really like them. But maybe they're just not on TV enough. Um, they're not wrestling on TV enough. They're just in like promos recently. Then that's what it is. I need to see uh, your tag champs wrestling. I love the idea of them keeping them because, you know, that helps them get over it. It gives them recognition. But as I just stated, they've been tag champs and I forgot about it. And if I'm if if I'm forgetting about it, who else could be forgetting about it? Now, these are two giant names. And and I can immediately see the Bucks winning them again, no problem. It being a giant feud now between them and Red Dragon. But then I also see the idea of it Red Dragon winning and literally just doing this, stirring that pot more with the elite inside the elite. And then you get Bullet Club dudes coming in, and I'm sure that that's probably what the story is. But like I said, every time I see the Bucks on a card, it's hard not to go with the Bucks because it just their stories always somehow mesh with everybody else's in some weird way. But I think if you really need that deception, either way, Jurassic Express is losing. I'm sorry. I hate it. I love you guys. Jungie. Sorry. You know, I'm. Yeah, I got to go Red Dragon, too. You're, lit, you're literally stirring that pot with going with them. Now Adam Cole doesn't know who to hang out with. Do I hang out with these guys? Do I hang out with these guys? Or do uh, I hang when, out with Alex, with Alex Reynolds and John Silver? At, I would when we get that. to Revolution, they will have been tag champs for exactly two months. That... This is, I'm sorry. That's been, this has been one of the like quietest quietest title reigns at least in AEW's history like I said I'm not sugarcoating nothing no more I this is this is critique right. time I I'm like I said and, and that's why I'm conflicted by all of this because I'm sitting here like I really do enjoy Jurassic Express I love them but if you cannot promote them well enough for me what am I going to get behind why would I want to stay behind them if you're not even going to get behind them? Um, I mean, I, I agree on both sides. Um, I just keep thinking that there's going to be... Red Dragon and Young Bucks are going to cancel each other out. So I'm going to stick with Jungie. God, I hope you're right. I do. I really do. 
I, to be honest, I don't think either Red Dragon or the Bucks need the titles to turn on each other. Oh, God, the no. tension's already there. That's true. I think it um, adds fuel to the fire, but I mean, you could absolutely have deception inside of the match and cause the, you know, cause of the finish. Yeah. Again, though, um, going with your prediction, if Red Dragon do win, that kind of plants the seeds for the main event. Like, shit, is is like the former Undisputed Era going to win all the golds? But that could be an idea. We'll see. We'll see. Um, all right, next one. Let's get to John Moxley and Brian Danielson. They uh, they're going to kick the shit out of each other. They're going to fucking bleed too. I'm sure of it. <laughs> There's going to be a lot of blood spill all over this fucking show. I can already tell. Um, This is another one of those. But at the same time, this isn't one of those like who's going to the main event because it isn't about main event. This is about where does their story go? And I feel like if Moxley wins. um, Well, you know what? You could probably do it either. You know what? No, I feel like if Brian, if B dry wins. It's one of the, he'll be like, you know what? Maybe you weren't the guy I thought you were. Da, 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 da. I can't team with you. Like, what the fuck do you know? I'm stronger than you, blah, 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 blah. I could definitely see him be an absolute prick like that. Um, but I can also see it where Moxley wins. And, okay, now they're the fucking meanest tag team you've ever seen. So it's double edgy here. Um, the only problem with a tag team elements is... Obviously, Mox is a face and Danielson's a heel. Mm-hmm. And, and and he's a pretty vicious heel. Factual. Uh, could could we do a time limit draw? On a pay-per-view? I could... What, 30 minute? Yeah, 30 minute. Or 20 minute. Like, That's worth listening to when the ring announcer goes down. There's nine matches on the main show. Goddamn. They could get away with it. Yeah, AEW does not give a fuck about doing four hours. <laughs> no, they sure they do not them. care. They're like, you want four hours? No. Well, too bad. All right. I'm not going to say no. Um, oh, this is a tough one. Um, I feel like I'm, I'm going to spend is, a virtual coin. Right. For real. Mark. Um <laughs> This is definitely one of those ones where, uh, regardless of what goes down, the result's going to affect the dude. Um, <sighs> Mox can lose. Either one of them could lose. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like if B-Dry loses, it's going to damper him. And I, and I hate to say that because it's like these guys have to lose. That's the point of this business. You're going to win. You're going to lose. But I feel like he like losing to Hangman and just kind of like playing on the sidelines with this with with this gimmick that they're doing right now, trying to form a tag team. I really feel like him losing. I don't want to say takes some importance away from him, but he um I, just, I feel like it just hurts him. Um, as for Mox, I mean, if he loses his first real match from coming back, it's not a giant deal. He's still Mox. You know what I mean? It's mm. a little different with B Dry, I guess. I don't know. Uh, I think what's 
really making this one difficult for us is we don't know the end game. Yeah. We're, we're, what is next? What is the, I mean, cause the reality is, is either going to be a tag team or they're not going to be a tag team, but yeah. it could, it, that also doesn't fucking matter for when it comes down to the match. <laughs> <sighs> uh, give me Moxley. All right. Interesting. Uh, I'm interested to see what, uh, what other people say about that one. Oh yeah. All right, Unless let's scramble our brains. I can imagine what theirs are going through. <laughs> okay, is it? It. I think this one is easier to call than the other women's title match. So, Doctor Britt Baker, DMD versus Fonda Rosa. I've been this, saying it for months. Yeah, the only person that can beat Britt Baker and take her off her pedestal is Thunder Rosa. This is the chance. This is it. I was hoping it was going to be double or nothing, mm. but hey, I'll take it now. Because, you know, you never know what they have planned for Double or Nothing. Maybe they got something else planned for Double or Nothing. So, Thunder Rosa, no hesitation here. Britt Baker has been an absolute fucking phenomenal women's champion. She honestly did not need the belt, but her having it only made it more important. Yeah. So. Uh, I think we called it immediately. Like, as soon as Britt Baker won the title, we were like, Thunder Rosa is going to be the one to take it from her. Yep. I don't know when, I don't know where, but it's going to be Rosa. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, that was the, that kept being the question. When, where? Looks yeah. like it'll be here. I'm not sure what their record is against each other. I don't know if they're even. They might be even, but... um. I want... Well, technically, one of them was that unsanctioned or whatever. Oh, yeah, so that doesn't count. <laughs> yeah. So technically, Britt Baker has the one true win over her. Okay. Which, uh, now here's the thing. And now that that sparked that, Thunder Rosa can absolutely win this one. And then they do two out of three, come double or nothing. Yeah. You know, some uh, some fucking steamboat flare shit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, hell yeah. Let's definitely get the rematch. Oh, yeah, but, I'm uh, already loving it. Either way, I, I think Rosa definitely takes it now. I don't think the pop, they, man. Yeah, I don't think she loses now and then wins the double or nothing. I think now now it's just pull the trigger. Because well, done whole, more than enough. Well, that's the thing though. Like if 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 she doesn't win, what is the there are you really what is the reason for a fucking uh, or, you know, a rematch besides any interference? And that's a bad reason for a rematch. That's the thing too. Rematches are very rare in AEW. Mhm. I can't remember any champion really that's had a rematch no but again if you build a story the right way this could be it oh we're one in one you know oh well i'm actually two and one oh well then yeah you think you yeah you think you're that bad maybe two out of three falls and it's like oh i just got a boner and there you go uh, and also now you got backup on both sides like brit's got rebel um and Jamie hates her, but uh, Mercedes Martinez is in Rosa's corner now. Yeah, it's awesome. So Good stuff. We say rematches are rare in AEW. This is the only real rematch that I can actually think of, like big rematch. Um, Punk and MJF is a dog collar match. Like you said, we're definitely going to get some color in this one. Oh, well, that was the idea. The promos have been solid. Last week, MJF had. 
incredible praise for his promo. Um, and he actually convinced a lot of people, which surprised me because, I mean, I thought it was brilliant, but I didn't buy it. Like, I knew he was bullshitting everybody. But um, this week, obviously, Punk fell for it, hook, line, and sinker. And as MJF comes off as the prick. I, I mean, I predicted as the match, should. I thought, if they can keep this going going into the match, then it gets into Punk's head and he can kind of go easy and make a mistake and then MJF will just like, nah, I was just bullshitting everybody and get and get a cheap win. But now that they've done the reveal before the match, mm-hmm. Punk's Punk's gonna be fired up looking for revenge, so it's gotta be Punk that gets the win back. He's technically put MJF over twice. You're 100 on that one, and I was going to say that exact same thing, and then you also have to think about the Wardlow factor. Yeah. So that comes into play. Um, but yeah, no, I, I, I was not one that, I don't want to say I fell for, but it definitely made you think. It made you sit back and truly think, is this motherfucking guy, like, did they really flip the reversal right now? Is Punk supposed to be the bad guy? da 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 and then, like, there was, and then fucking TikTok, goddamn TikTok, you made it even worse. There was a dude on there, edited a video with uh, Eminem's stand playing in the background, and it was basically, you know, MJF was standing, yeah, exactly, MJF was standing, and it's like, oh, this shit hits so hard. Like, it yeah. literally, it fits <laughs> so well, and, but we know MJF is the ultimate fucking prick heel. And yeah, he's gonna he's probably gonna lose in this one, and that's fine. But yeah, no, I would have I would I'm I'm with you. I would have fucking loved it if they would have dragged it out to the show and then like you literally have MJF like pleading, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I just wanna be like your I'm still just like your biggest fan or whatever, and then punk finally just kind of just gives in and tries to lift him up and then wham, then there's the nut shot. You know? That full blown hug, that's where this thing should have ended. Should have ended right there. Like, oh my god, they really hugged it out. What the fuck does this match mean? Leave us some <laughs> speculation. Punk, Punk's reaction just sold that hug. He's like, what the fuck do I do? I mean, that was great. That's <laughs> why I was even chanting him. I'll hug him back. Hug him back. And then he did. I think, it was great. I think what made it kind of easy for me to see through was we know that there's absolutely nowhere MGF won't stoop to. Facts. He's the fucking best heel going because there's nothing he won't do for heat. Um, no. And I love how like they mentioned him talking about Brian Pillman mm-hmm. and all the, all the horrible things he said. And then it, Punk bringing up Stone Cold Steve Austin when he was a kid. Great yep. storytelling. The comparisons is, are there. It's awesome. That's that's what that is. What's making this like a, a must see match? Yeah, the build has been fantastic. Uh, okay, so that's is that two for punk? That's two for punk. Two for punk. Let's get to the main events. Adam versus Adam. I'm going with Adam. Adam boy, makes it easy. <laughs> uh, world title on the line. Hangman Adam Page versus Adam Cole. Baby. Um, this is tough. one of those. This is one of those ones, like you just said, where NXT, it could be NXT revitalized, if you will. Where fucking Red Dragon and uh, Adam Cole walk out with all the gold, baby. But, and I do mean but, I said this last night, and I will stick to my guns. If, for some reason, 
Adam Cole beats Hangman Page and becomes AEW World Champion, Kenny Omega needs to return in the same night. Not the next night, not on Dynamite, not on Rampage, not three weeks later, not a double or nothing. The same fucking night. If so, so say Adam Cole wins Sunday at fucking 10.01 at 10.00 motherfucking 2, I better hear Kenny Omega's music. Dead ass. Like, that's what I'm talking about. And with that being said, Kenny is nowhere near coming back yet. He's out till June. Everything he's going through hurts. He has hernia surgery coming up. He's still going through rehab. So we're more likely to see Kenny at double or nothing. Yes. Then and it, 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 yeah, it, it sucks. Trust me. I miss him too. Um, it, 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 the reality is, is we didn't realize how good we had it until the guy was gone. <laughs> you know what I mean? It fucking happens all the time and, yeah. and he's gone. And it, it, when he comes back, it's going to be great, but you can't do this. And you know, it's, uh, this won't happen this, as much as, like I said, the idea of Adam Cole winning it is great. It's a great idea. It really is, but you have to know where to go next with it. That's the problem. Where do you go next after Adam Cole? Oh, well, we'll have to find a, a, a top face. Who? What's it? What, punk? You're going to have to do punk? I mean, as much as that's a cool idea, it's a much better idea if, say, one of the younger, hungrier talents, maybe it, maybe fucking B-Dry ends up winning against Moxley. Maybe it's B-Dry and Hangman again. Maybe fucking... Who was the other dude? Maybe Eddie Kingston gets his opportunity against Hangman. Maybe it's MJF. Maybe he beats Punk. Maybe he goes on to be the next big thing. He gets his world title shot. There's more possibilities for Hangman than there is for Cole. Now, like I said, Cole builds a big story, but until Kenny comes back, that story can't be told. No, and that's like the, the biggest thing that they're building right now is like the elite versus whatever. Yep. Undisputed. The elite um, within itself. And that obviously doesn't need the title because that's just three guys versus three guys. Oh, yeah. Just three dudes. Bob the Fish. Um, And, yeah, I think it's too soon to take it up, Hangman. I don't think he – people have really – I don't think people have really given him a fair judgment yet. Like, he's had a slow run with the – he's had some great matches with Danielson. Yeah. But – he hasn't really sunk his teeth into anything apart from Lance that, Archer so. was pretty good. Yeah, but no, but again, I'm with you. He's there. Um, he hasn't given the people a lot to really want to get behind, besides the fact that he's Hangman Adam Page. Yeah, he was at peak popularity before he became champion. I don't think he's reached peak champion popularity yet. No, and it's unfortunate, but um, in reality, I'm not blaming him for it. You know what I mean? It's that's the problem. That's and, and you stated it earlier. These guys can and with Jurassic Express. I need to see them wrestle. Not fucking talking, because anybody, everybody forgets promo segments, especially ones in the back. They're forgotten all the fucking time. Unless you're but punk you know what I, yeah. that's true. Uh <laughs> but you know what I don't forget? Seeing him in the ring. Yeah. I don't forget that. I don't I don't forget the the whoa, you know, I don't forget the singing, you know. Give me the pop with them, you know. That, that that's been the problem with Hangman. Hangman has his 
besides his match with B Drive, besides his match with Lance Archer, he's had a couple of promos in between some guys' stuff, and then that's it. You need I mean, more. He's your world champ. They've done okay making him look like a badass, like running down, hitting lariats left, right, and center. Um, but I think they kind of rushed into this feud with Cole. They've only built it for a few weeks. They could probably do or benefit from continuing the feud past this pay per view. Well, I mean, this is obviously a stopgap, and it, and it sucks because it's like you're using Adam Cole as a stopgap. Yeah. But I mean, it's like, who else would there have been? Who else would you have been able to really throw in there and use as a true stopgap and say, like, this guy has a legit shot at winning? Yeah. There's not many main event heels at AEW. You've got Cole and MJF, and that's pretty much it. Yeah. I mean, Jericho's on his way there. Mm, He's also been there before. That, too. So that's again that's that's the thing. It, 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 this was as this we well I could tell that it was a stopgap from the jump. It just sucks. It has to be against Adam Cole. Yeah. Um. All right. Well, that is Revolution. Um. Now, before we talk a little bit about, we don't have much time to talk about WWE, so we don't really care. But we're going to get into it just a little bit. But before we do, um, I believe the lawyer has finally sent a response to Travis Walker Anderson. Let's take a listen to what the lawyer has to say. Moses, Moses, how's it going? I'm glad you called. I'm only assuming that you uh, you heard what the Walker had to say last week. Yeah, uh, I guess we have no choice but to face him. I refuse. Have you refused to let this man just walk, get it, Walker, walk away from promo competition, match wrestling, and especially my firm? What do you reckon? Look, Chad, I gotta tell you, man. I'm not trying to go down that road. Nuh-uh. I've been there. I've done that. This has been something that him and I have had. I've done the rodeo too many times. I'm not doing the rodeo again. So here, let me let me give you this, I guess, incentive, if you will. If you want to avoid, God only knows what kind of destruction of your firm, why don't you just offer the guy a new contract? It's as simple as more money in the bank, perks in hand. You ever thought of that? Hmm, okay. A new contract. I I can work with that. Moses, give Walker a call and let him know I'll meet him at Promo Mania. Not for a promo match, but for a contract signing. That is my final offer. Hmm. A new contract. Huh. I have just the idea. Okay, so... It's not going to be a promo exhibition. It's going to be pretty much a contract, negotiation, signing, whatever you want to call it, um, at Promo Mania, which is unique. Hasn't been done before. 
a lot. Right. I think the only one I remember seeing was CM Punk, a live contract negotiation. That's right, because that's all. I mean, this is the thing, though. You know what I mean? It's Trav got his wish. He has the opportunity to beg for his freedom live in front of everybody. And hopefully he'll get it. Who knows? Trav, we want ice cream bars. Fucking A, right? We want ice cream bars. Um, all right, really quickly then, before we get to Geek of the Week and Wrestle of the Week, um, they made it official on SmackDown that Brock versus Roman is a title unification match. So we're going to have one world title going forward in WWE. Um, it may no, just be fantasy one. booking, but a lot of people are expecting to see the big gold belt back. Personally, I would fucking love it, but I don't think it's going to happen. Um, I, I do like the idea of just having one world champion on both brands. But at the same time, I didn't really like the idea of both these champions being in the same match because Brock already had a shot at Roman and it just takes away Raw having a world title match, but whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, also, I mean, they, they, they warned us months ago that they're going to book this in a way that people have to see it. Um, and I guess... Getting rid of one world title kind of does that. Obviously, they're going to be getting rid of the universal title. You can't get rid of the WWE Championship. No. So, the universal title has had a short, cursed, forgettable run. I think that's why they're trying to do this, to get rid of the motherfucking <laughs> thing. <laughs> we know how bad this thing is. Yeah, we know. We know. <clears throat> that 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 thing has just been bad luck after bad luck. The only person in this, it's actually benefited is Roman Reigns. Yes. Yes, hundred percent. I mean, I they, really tried to go down the list. I was like, did it benefit anybody else? I was gonna say Finn, but that's not true. Oh no, he he, yeah, he fucked his shoulder up, but uh, big time. KO had a good run, but he dropped it to Goldberg. Uh, Bray, he didn't need the title, and again, he dropped it to Goldberg. Yep, started hot, ended cold. Um, Seth had a forgettable run. Yep. There, there's just no reason to keep the universal title. Let's just get rid of it, start from scratch, have one world champion. Um, so I'm, I'm kind of okay with it. Yeah. I think we'll we'll makes, see how it goes. I think it makes more sense to have two women's titles because there's a lot of competition between the women right now, but they obviously keep going with like the same people in the men's main event picture. So we don't need two world titles. Yeah, I guess the idea, or at least from what Uncle Dave is figuring, is this is like the idea of Roman being like a super superpower, a superman, if you will, and now he's going to show up on both shows because he's a double champ. Yeah. It's like, um, all right, cool, whatever. Also talk about them ending the brand split. A lot of people don't like it, but let's be honest, we it it's pointless anyway because everybody shows up wherever the fuck they want. Exactly. It's like it has not had real structure in a hot minute. No, like the, the wild card rule is back in effect all of a sudden. Hmm. Um. So yeah, that that's pretty much it. It was a big AEW week this week, so not a lot of WWE talk, and let's be honest, not a lot happened anyway. Um. There was this announcement, and there was the women's tag match where Becky left the match with fucking welts mm-hmm. from uh, Bianca's hair. With that thing is lethal. Yeah, bananas, boy. Bananas. So, um, let's start closing the show and find out who's this week's Geek of the Week. It's 
Whistle neck geek, grit eating freak, scum sucking peer with a lousy physique. He's a one man, no cut, losing streak. Nothing but a pencil neck geek. All right, I'm going to get a little bit of hate for this Geek of the Week. Um, however, this is not an NXT superstar. Believe it or not, NXT was oh. not on the watch list this week. Uh, my Geek of the Week goes to a man that I've met one time, formerly a part of the Tap Out Mexican American crew. I'm talking about Kane Velasquez. Kane Velasquez, oh. you are the geek of the week this week. Why? Because your dumbass got arrested for fucking attempted manslaughter. Now, here's the gimmick. I fully understand the situation. I fully get why you do what you did, and I fully get it. But here's the fucking problem, brother. Here's the difference between you and the average American. You are a former UFC heavyweight fucking champion you're a former division one ncaa wrestling champion why in the fuck did you not just i don't know beat the shit out of this guy and call today and oh, okay i got some fucking assault <laughs> charges oh what's fucking kane velasquez who gives a shit and you go on about your life now you're looking at fucking a light a fucking prison sentence homie because you chased a dude down with a gun and you shot an innocent person all out of rage. Again, rather than just beat the fuck out of somebody, as as goddamn, as Uncle Willie would say, you know, he's like, you know, he said, you live to fight another day. You know, you don't need a gun because you live to fight another day. Motherfucker, you're going to fight in jail now. That's where your super fights are going to be, in fucking jail. <laughs> and, 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 and I'm saying this, and this, I, I'm cracking the joke because I respect the fuck out of Cain Velasquez. And this is one of those things where, you know what I mean? I understand getting hot-headed, especially in a situation like this. You know what I mean? It's, it's to clarify why I'm siding with why I'm okay with his actions, or I guess I should say, like, not overly um, critical, is he chased down a dude that was quite possibly molesting one of his relatives. Mm -hmm. I'd fucking did the same thing. But again, I ain't Kane Velasquez, and if I was, I would have just broke the motherfucker's teeth. Again, okay, so I pay you fucking ten grand to fix your teeth, and I have an assault charge, and I'm not sitting in a jail cell for ten plus years. So, uh, the unfortunate reality that is life, Kane Velasquez, you're the geek of the week, and Jesus God, I hope this fucking jury has some sympathy for you, man. Yeah. Um, also, I think there's another Kane that we could have made geek of the week this week. Oh, oh, that's right, that cane. <laughs> oh, God, no, I was not going to get into his Ukraine topic. No, thank you. Yeah, we like, motherfucker, aren't you a governor or something? He, Dude. He's he lost his shit since he became mayor, is what he is. I understand it's a stressful <clears throat> job, but hot fucking damn, buddy. Yeah, he, Kane's shown a lot of true colors since going into politics, unfortunately. Mm. But, uh, yeah. Okay. Bad reality. Wrestler of the week. I'm going to pre-warn you guys. It's a tough one. When I say it's a tough one, I mean I'm going to have to think of it on the spot because... Man... It's Ah, nothing really stood out this week. 
Like mm-hmm. it was it was a good week. It was a great week for AEW, but that was more about you know building towards Revolution and buying mm-hmm. Ring of Honor. Um, yeah, the the news surrounding AEW rather than the news in AEW. Yeah. So, um, obviously, I've paid very little attention to WWE, but I did see that we have a new champion. So I think I'm going to give it to the new WWE US champion, Finn Balor. God dang, Finn Balor. Good for that guy. Um, I and mean, if we if we had done Wrestle of the Week years ago, he would have been Wrestle of the Week several times. That's true. Very true. Yeah, oh man, that should have been on fucking shit marks. Say too, people are like, why does it matter? Why why should somebody win a title just because they haven't won it before? I was like, you ever heard of Grand Slam? Like, hello? It's winning titles is meant to mean something. Regardless if it's a mid card, if it's the tag team, if it's the fucking world title or not. The idea of a championship was meant to elevate somebody, not just here, hold this thing. I think it was after Finn won the US title, somebody said, well, Sheamus only needs to win the IC title. I can't believe he's never been IC champion, but that's the only one he needs that he hasn't won yet. And somebody else was like, well, why should he win the title just because he hasn't won it before? Because Grand Slam. History books, baby. History books. And they were like, yeah, but why should he win it just because he hasn't won it before? Because Because fucking Grand Slam champion. History partner. Everybody wants to be Thanos. That's true. Everybody wants to be Thanos. Fucking snap it away. So, yeah. Um, Good week for Finn Balor. Another title to add to his collection. What does he need? Is he he a Grand Slam champion now? Because he's won world title. Yeah, I think they kind of count Universal and WWE as well. Anyway, but then yeah, he needs a WWE title. But yeah, he's never been tag team champion. Has he ever had a legit partner to be tag? He should team with not he, really. He and Shin should team up. Yes, definitely. Because Shin ain't Japan doing Express. shit either. I love it already. Shin didn't do shit when he was IC champion. No, unfortunately. Yeah, it's sad. Uh, Well, all right then. Your week is complete. Thank you, everybody, for spending your Thursday with us. You know where to find us, at Max Wrestling UK on Twitter and at Captain512 and at SMRPodNet. Once again, go to the website, MaxWrestling.net. Look up the promo league, sign up, do the thing. And now listen up, you pencil neck geeks. This is what Moses has for you this week. That's right. So we all know Bolt Rant is going hot, heavy, crazy to the inside of her. In two weeks' time, we come back with the retro. I had to do the pause. Everybody's like, what the fuck? I just had to do it. <laughs> um, so, yeah, Bolt Rant's going crazy. Uh, Combined is this week. It is all week long. goes all the way to Saturday. Uh, today actually starts with, like, wide receivers, quarterbacks, and uh, I think tight ends. So really not too much to look at. I did put out a, uh, a show talking about – I don't even remember how many dudes. I literally just started randoming, randoming, uh, randomly naming guys off, uh, probably about 12 to 14 guys to look at in the combine. However, their days are not coming until Saturday. I'm going to do two editions of Keeper Cut. So that way we can talk about free agency moves. I'm going to talk about guys we can sign. It's going to be a three-tier signing, which is going to be top tier, which is a guy that's going to cost way too much money. Middle of the pack, super cheap and efficient is how I'm calling it. Uh, like I was saying prior, two weeks' time, 
retro rewinds coming back hot and heavy. I actually already have one episode recorded. So regardless, in two weeks, you're going to get at least one episode of retro rewind. Thank God for that. Um, and lastly, and kind of more importantly, we've hit over 150 followers on Max Wrestling UK on TikTok, and we need to get to a thousand. We're literally building by the day. I interact with everybody as much as I can. We ask, we I answer questions. I've been giving out uh, some of my top five lists, top five wrestlers, top five on the mic. Um, I'm showing off some of my merch stuff and of it. it it's just I'm trying to be one of the only real dudes on TikTok because there's a lot of guys that they get a narrative and they follow said narrative. There are some other ones that love to troll, and I'm not about that life. So if you want some real wrestling news, some real wrestling reactions, all that stuff, Max Wrestling UK on TikTok. Yeah, and while, while you're there, drop us a sub on YouTube too. All that in a bag of chips. <laughs> And with that said, join us next week for reactions to Revolution. We're getting closer to Promo Mania. Um, oh, and, and go watch the Batman tonight. I'll be there at midnight. And go watch the Batman. Uh, happy Batman Day, people. The shiny Batman. <laughs> you have been watching the Cap and Mo. Goodbye. Mwah, and good night. Bye. Hopefully you get what you asked for, Trav. Anybody got a pencil?